0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender here, not with Adam Ronis, not with John and Pamba. no, no, no. Listen, the, uh, the 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 boys are not here. Bringing in the next best thing, maybe even a little bit better. You guys know him on Twitter at the underscore real underscore Grande, the associate managing editor over at Fantasy Alarm. My oh, man. James Grande what is up dude thanks for dropping in tonight
1: Howard what's going on Uh thanks for bringing me on and one thing I know I have better than both Ronis and John Howard is the hair my hair is definitely better than both of theirs Um, and I, I think that goes without saying uh, one one doesn't have hair and one has a bun uh, yeah. you know
0: what well, one doesn't have hair one the other one like thinks that he's Gene Simmons <laughs> Like and and not even like modern day Gene Simmons, more like, you know, 1982 Gene Simmons. You know, where the where the hairline started to show and the forehead got bigger and yet it was still this like big frizzy kind of (laughs) thing.
1: You know know what, Howard? I'm not going to lie to you. I just I just had I'm uh, going to act my age here. I just Googled Gene Simmons.
0: Come on. Seriously? I just, wow. I
1: just, I I like, I, I now know who Gene Simmons is, like seeing Gene Simmons, but I'm not going to lie. I just, just gonna, you know, do you know, you know, I figured I'd let you know. I just had to Google That's almost, brilliant. almost same a... birthday, by the way, Gene, shout sure. out Gene Simmons. You know,
0: I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you right now. There's so many different directions to go here. So much to teach you. Gene Simmons. I mean, aside from, being the bass player of Kiss, being an absolute legend, um, I won't even get into the fact of, of who his wife is. And, well, I don't know if they're, they're not married. I think they're just, uh, they're just life partners, right? One day, James, one day I'll teach you about the legend that is Shannon Tweed. And, uh, and see, back in my day when it was like all late night Cinemax, that's, uh, that, was, that was as hardcore as you were able to get but listen no, nobody's tuning in here to get a gene simmons lesson what everybody's tuning in for uh is for some football so uh we are actually recording this on uh thursday night right after the uh the carolina panthers defeating the houston texans now that doesn't come as a surprise obviously um we knew that was coming panthers win 24 to 9 they cover the 8 point spread the game goes under the 43 mark, but you know, some great stuff to to say about Sam Darnold throwing for 300 yards, rushing for two touchdowns. I uh, did not throw any touchdowns, but he also didn't have any, any, you know, interceptions. DJ Moore, another great night. Uh, the vanishing act that is uh, Robbie Anderson still in effect. But I think the most important takeaway from this game here right now is obviously the injury to Christian McCaffrey, seven carries, 31 yards, uh, two catches for nine yards, comes up lame with a hamstring issue, James. And now the panic sets in for fantasy owners.
1: Yeah, and I definitely don't think it was a good sign considering how fast he was ruled out, Howard. I guess, I don't know, like maybe we're just overanalyzing how fast he, but he went out. We saw him in the medical tent and then he was ruled out like almost instantly. um, All three of those happened. Uh, so definitely scary, you know, Chuba Hubbard looked okay. Royce Freeman looked okay, but, um, you know, it wasn't exactly the handcuff of Chuba Hubbard, like we all expected. So, uh, definitely have, it's more of a wait and see. I think we should get answers pretty soon considering it's Thursday. Um, and we should have answers by the next time waivers roll around next week. Um, But yeah, definitely a lot of concern right now, considering Christian McCaffrey came back and was, you know, just as dominant as he's ever been.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, you could, you could look at it in a couple of different ways right now. You want to look at it as the glass is half full. You can say, well, they're playing the Texans. Is there really any reason to push him anyway? Let's get him, you know, out of the game. Let's get him some treatment. We have enough offense here to kind of get going. That's, the glass is half full. Glass is half empty is, yeah, they ruled them out immediately uh, and they and they could think that it's a, a, a tear. Like that, you know,
1: worst case scenario right. here would be a tear. Right. Um, either way, though, like if it is a tear, if we are playing, you know, the pessimist role, I mean, you have to think whether or not it's a shared backfield, like they both hold equal value just considering how much run and how much the offense is like predicated around the running back for Joe Brady. I mean, even with Mike Davis, our boy Mike Davis uh, last year, I mean, he was so active, whether he was good or not. I mean, volume is king. So uh, it's definitely wait and see. But if it is a tear, there's a lot of volume to go around for these running backs.
0: No doubt about it. It should be very interesting to see. And as soon as we know, we'll uh, we'll report back to you. Uh, in the meantime, what we do here on Thursday nights, clean and simple, we just go through uh, all the games. We go through the, uh, with the point spreads. We each make our picks, um, and uh, and we just kind of get you guys carried through. Now, obviously, if you uh, if you subscribe over to wageralarm.com, where you usually find uh, me or you find Adam Ronis, or, or actually, you know what, all four of us, you, James, me, John and Ronis, we all, you know, contribute over at Wager Alarm uh, for the betting aspect. So uh, lots going on this weekend. Obviously, uh, I'm going to be covering a lot of football best bets, uh, Wager Alarm live streams with picks for the Super Contest and the Golden Nugget. Uh, So this is just this is a a really nice primer here. You got uh, early leans and looks from uh, from me and Ronis yesterday. Uh, so on today, you get me and uh, and James. So it's always good to get the added opinion and you see which games everybody seems to be on the same page with. And uh, hopefully that kind of gets you through. So you ready to get started, brother?
1: Yes, sir. Let's go.
0: All right, let's do it. We'll start off with the early games here. First one, Chicago Bears visiting the Cleveland Browns. Browns are laying seven and a half in this one. It is the debut of Justin Fields. Who do you like in this game?
1: Um, I like the Bears getting the points here. Um, they're a slight favorite, so essentially, even money. Um, but Cleveland has a lot of, I think, problems offensively. Uh, with the injury of Jarvis Landry, with the you know, I don't know right now about Odell Beckham Jr., um, Denver, or uh, excuse me, Chicago's run defense has been a top. 11 unit in terms of rush DVOA. Um, So, you know, they could, there could be a lot of eight man boxes that Nick Chubb is dealing with. I don't see this game being very high scoring. Um, I am going to take bears in the, in the seven and a half points.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I I actually, I, I, you know, normally uh, I'm all in on Cleveland because once Cleveland gets a lead, they can run the ball heavily and kind of keep that, you know, keep the other team down. Uh, Cleveland's also having some issues with their secondary, uh, they're just, you know, coverage wise, not, they they haven't been strong. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, because the unit hasn't been together, uh, because of all the injuries that they've dealt with, but, uh, it it is a little troubling and you've got Justin Fields. The bears are going to be excited. They're going to be a little rejuvenated. I think they can go back and forth. I ultimately think Cleveland can win this game Mm -hmm. if they can control the clock, but I think this definitely stays close bears. Uh, plus seven and a half. Ravens visiting the Lions. Ravens laying eight points. Uh, I think the big story right now is uh, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, the, apparently on his uh, on his cutesy backflip, he uh, hurt his hip a little bit. But he missed practice on Thursday, not because of the hip though, but because uh, I guess that spicy food just doesn't agree with him. The rumbly bumblies <laughs> give him a little bit of a stomach bug, so. Uh, you know, the question is, is, is where are we at with, uh, with him now, obviously for me, uh, I look at this and I say, you know, listen, it's Lamar Jackson and, and he seems fine. And we know what the offense is all about. And, uh, and Detroit's terrible. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to kind of pivot to the Lions because they've, you know, busted out some points, but for me in this one here, I'm just going to say, I think the Ravens are just too much of a matchup for the, uh, for the lions.
1: I'll take the Ravens minus eight. Same. And it's not the first time Lamar Jackson will be playing with the rumbly bumblies hard. Uh, you know, uh, he had his Paul Pierce moment. Uh, they all, you know, they, they got to go. They got to go. You know, um, Lamar Jackson, I think <laughs> last it was last year in the postseason. Right. He, he had a little uh, he had a little mud butt there. Was um, it the
0: postseason? I remember, I, I, you know, him him doing that waddle down the, uh, <laughs> down, the, down, the down the hallway.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember. I guess I don't uh, recall the exact game, but there was a mud butt moment for Lamar. So if it is the rumbly bumblies, like we're, we're used to it. Um, listen, the lions aren't going to stop anyone. Uh, we're, we're talking about one of the most prolific run offenses in the game. Uh, they've already allowed a hundred yard rusher in Elijah Mitchell. And then Aaron Jones scored four touchdowns, not one, not two, not three, four touchdowns against them last week. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be ground and pound from start to finish. Um, Lamar, Tyson Williams, whoever you want is getting. Devonta Freeman might make an appearance in the end zone at this point. Howard, it's gonna be a, a bloodbath. Uh, definitely Ravens minus eight.
0: All right, uh, Arizona traveling to Jacksonville. Uh, this line has gone down now. It's only seven and a half that the uh, the Cardinals are laying. Uh, a lot of money keeps coming in on Jacksonville. You know this this has all the earmarks of being the ultimate trap game. You know, everybody looks at Arizona and they're like, "Ah, well, I mean, come on, they got so much firepower and, you know, Kyler Murray threw for 400 yards and rushed for a touchdown last, I mean, you know, the the whole thing. You know, Urban Meyer and and Jacksonville struggling and, you know, James Robinson has no identity. It's got the earmarks of the trap game though. Where are you at with this game?
1: I'm not falling in. I'm going to take the points with Jacksonville at home. Um, I think this is a great matchup for Jacksonville. Um, I don't think Arizona's cornerbacks match up with the receiving core of Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, they've already thrown the ball almost 90 times. They're in the top six teams of pass attempts already this year, and Arizona's secondary is clearly their their issue. They have a fourth-round rookie starting on one side. They have a 32-year-old who hadn't played since 2019 on the other side. Um there, if they can't get to the pat, the quarterback, which you know we saw in week one, uh Chandler Jones had five sacks. So could that happen? Sure. If Trevor Lawrence can stay upright, uh, I think that this is a sneaky, sneaky um game. For the Cardinals to lose outright, uh, not only seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take the points, but uh, sneaky, sneaky game. I, I, I'm with you, Howard. I think it's a complete trap.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's, it's aggravating too, and the money line screams it as well, right? Mm-hmm. The money line is like it's minus one fifteen for the uh, if you, if you're taking the seven and a half points for the Jags. Um, so, I mean, that's you know where, where the lean is there. I like the potential call for an upset. Uh, as well, that would uh, that would devastate a ton of people. That, that <laughs> that's going to destroy people and survivors. Yep, survivors, yep. It's yep. going to destroy them. Um, all right, Chargers getting six and a half visiting the Chiefs. Listen, if there there are two things that we that I've learned in uh, in in betting on football, number one is the Chargers as a home favorite. You never take them. You always go against them there because they never cover the spread. The Chargers. On the road, as a dog, they cover. They always manage to find out how to cover uh, this one here. So, with the six and a half, I also think that there's a potential to win this game outright as well. I'm taking the Chargers and the points.
1: I am on the, I think this is the first time we're going to disagree here. And uh, it's not that I don't believe in the Chargers' offense, because I do. Um, everything about their offense. But – Kansas City coming off a loss. Um, I think the fact that they only got Tyreek Hill four targets in a game, um, I I don't see that playing out again. Um, So I'm going to take Kansas City at home minus six and a half. Um, It's going to be tough, but I I do think the Chargers are going to struggle here um, to keep up with the Chiefs.
0: You know, I'm following the line on this one here. It's minus six and it's plus six and a half for the for the Chargers on uh on DraftKings Sportsbook. You look over at Bet and it's actually seven, uh, which I actually like even more because mm-hmm. I think that I, I think at worst I would end up with a push. Um, but at best, you know, obviously uh the the big right. win there. So, all right, good. So it's good that we're different. It's good that we're different. Let's see where we're at with the Saints and the Patriots. Patriots uh, at home, they're laying two and a half. Uh, the Saints went from from looking like the greatest team in the world <laughs> in week one to uh, just an atrocity uh, in week two. I mean, just absolutely pathetic. Um, you know, Belichick scheming against what Jameis Winston. Yep. I don't know, man. I, I could even see, you know, Taysom Hill getting even more action if the Saints don't kind of get their get out of their own way. And Marquez Calla, where the hell did this guy go? Like who who where where he's got he's like he's it's worse than Robbie Anderson. So uh which which side
1: you like on this one? I mean the Saints haven't actually played football yet, right? Like they haven't it's been a blowout in both games. Um I mean, I like I like the Patriots at home uh, minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Vegas side. Take Vegas uh, back. Vegas here minus one twenty favorites. I, I just don't see Jameis getting it done through the air. There's New England is second in past DVOA. Um, the chances on the ground, but you know, like you mentioned, with the re- struggles that the Saints receivers are having. And really haven't proven anything. New England's going to stuff the box against Alvin Kamara. And I think it's going to be tough sledding there where the Patriots, you know, have struggled thus far, which is, you know, on the ground. So, or defending the run. So I'm going to take New England at home minus two and a half. Um, I I don't think the Saints offense is going to have a good day here.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I'm i uh, I'm with you. You know, Winston's definitely prone to the mistakes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Patriots minus two and a half. That's a, that's a good call. That's where I was leaning the last time I talked about this game on anti up. So uh, I'll stick with it. Uh, Colts visiting the Titans, Battle of the AFC South. You know, here's the interesting thing, right? It's been Titans minus five and a half all week long, really. Um, Even with all the talk of Carson Wentz and his two sprained ankles, and we don't know if he's going to play. He mispracticed again on Thursday. I'll say this. I'll I'll say uh, flat out, if Wentz doesn't play, then I want the Titans minus the five and a half. If Wentz does play, I'll take the Colts and get the points.
1: I, I feel like that's the only way you approach this line. I feel like that's the only way you approach this line. Because I, I think I think the Colts outright beat the Titans if Wentz is healthy. He looked really good before his injury last week. Um, and I mean I've been a I've been a Wentz fan all offseason. So like, you know, but that that's a good Rams team that they were competitive with throughout the whole game. So mm-hmm. um I, I think that's a sneaky spot for the Colts to win outright. Plus two twenty on the money line too there. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't think there's any other way. Like if if uh if Hunley and Eason are the quarterbacks, oh my god, Um it's you you have to take the Titans. Um, but if Carson is under center and he's healthy, yeah, uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt. i'm I'm with you. I'm taking the points at five and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean just the Titans defense is pretty bad World. as is. So, you know, yeah, if you get a, a competent quarterback under center. Uh, And it's a different story. Um, Washington traveling to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, seven and a half points. I got to tell you, this line has moved significantly. When this line first opened, I think it first opened at like eight or eight and a half. I saw it jump to nine a little bit. Then it backed down to eight fairly quickly. It's now down to seven and a half. Uh, Bill's favored here against the Washington football team. What's your lean?
1: Um, I'm leaning Washington covers here. The only problem is Buffalo secondary could really present problems for Taylor Heineke. Um, you know, and I, I thought that was going to be the case with a giant secondary as well. And that's not being a homer. Um, But the giant secondary was very good last year. James Bradbury was very good and he was lit up um, by Terry McLaurin. And they didn't really present any problems for Taylor Heineke. Maybe he's legit. Uh, I'm gonna lean Washington getting the points, uh, but I, that's probably my least confident pick yet. Um, not confident in that one uh, fully.
0: Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one here uh, as well. Not really that confident in it. I mean, I'd probably you know, I would, I won't bet this game to make the pick. I'll lean towards Washington getting the points. I'll make that final pick, but I mean, you know, I'd like to see the get right game for the Buffalo offense, get Josh Allen to click, but I just, you know, the front seven for Washington, um, it hasn't been as dominant a force as we expected it to be, but still has been, uh, you know, it's still a solid unit and you're still dealing with chase young. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I'll, I'll say that the game stays close. I still think Buffalo wins this outright. Um, and I was actually thinking about writing up the, uh, the, the rushing yards prop for Josh Allen. It's at 37 and a half. Um, and I'm thinking about taking the over on that only because, you know, teams with a big pass rush like that tend to flush that QB
1: out yep. of the pocket and he just takes off. No containment. Yeah. We saw it last week with Daniel Jones, um, yeah, it's interesting because this Buffalo offense is running a whole lot of plays. Again, uh, Their third most plays per game. They're just not scoring. They're just not converting. Well, last week they did. Um, week one they didn't look great against a pretty bad Pittsburgh defense. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean Washington. I like that. I like that that uh, that player prop though. Ooh, it's sneaky. sneaky.
0: <laughs> Falcons traveling to the Giants. I I mean, listen, I get it. The the home team gets the three points, right? But I mean, like where the Giants get off being favored against anybody. I get it, right? Like Atlanta's defense is terrible and they haven't looked good. And who knows what happened to Mike Davis. And everybody's talking about Cordero Patterson. And, you know, it's like a whole bunch of yuck, right? But it's like, all right, I mean, is this the get? You know, is this the the unleashing of Saquon Barkley? Is Daniel Jones going to uh, you know repeat the fact that he's been really decent over the over the first yes, two but- weeks? I'll, you know what? You're the Giants fan. I'll let you lean
1: here. I mean, I do think if Daniel Jones can, it, look the offense played well. With Daniel Jones, they scored 29 points. Those are the first time that, in recent memory we've put up that many points. Um, and I, and that was against a, a supposedly good Washington football team defense. And, uh, you know, Ingram being back or potentially back, um, you know, bodes well for the Giants offense. I know Kenny Galladay showed up on the injury report with the hip again, which is obviously a bad sign, um, considering it was the, the one he had surgery on. Um, I mean, I like the Giants at home but it's another one kind of like my last, kind of like the last pick uh, that I'm not overly confident in. It's probably something I wouldn't bet. Um, like if there was something I like in this game, it's probably the over 47 and a half uh, <laughs> because yes. I think, I think both defenses are are just are trash. At least, you know, the, I don't know why the giants defense is that was supposed to be their strength is bad. It's just not playing well. Um, so right now, You know, no one's going to guard Kyle Pitts. He's going to have free reign over the middle. So if I were to lean anyway, it'd be 47 and a half. But to make the pick, I'll take the Giants uh, at home, minus three. You know what? I
0: like leaving it on the over there. I'll take the Falcons just to go against you and aggravate (laughs) you. But I'm with you on the uh, the 47 and a half on the over. Definitely. Definitely. Um, All right. Last of the early games, Cincinnati traveling to Pittsburgh. Listen, Big Ben could actually be out. Like, we right. don't know. We, you know, even with Big Ben, regardless of the pectoral injury, I was looking at Cincinnati anyway, because Pittsburgh looked absolutely atrocious at home uh this past week. And, you know, I mean, everybody's all focused in on Najee Harris's stiff arm. And it's not enough for me. It's not enough for me. Uh, not with the fact that. You know Joe Burrow slinging the rock to to Jamar Chase, and you know we'll see if T Higgins is in. But you know what? Even if T Higgins is out, Tyler Boyd more than capable of of shouldering the load there. Um, I don't like Pittsburgh's offensive line. I don't like uh, Pittsburgh's defense right now. Um, I think it's a, another home game disappointment here. I'm going to take the Bengals plus the three, and I'm going to say that they win it outright too.
1: Ooh, spicy. Um yeah, I mean, I guess the question for me is does Big Ben play?
0: Uh,
1: because if he does, I'm confident in the Steelers covering this spread. Um, just I just Joe Burrow has not looked good. he threw a pick on three consecutive passes. That was and that was tremendous, right? That was very
0: Zach Wilson. That was
1: very uh that gave me like um, Chase Wright Yankees vibes when he gave up four straight in Fenway like oh, a long time ago. But anyways, uh, I digress there. Um, yeah, I mean, I would take the Steelers if we knew Big Ben was playing. Um, but man, this, uh, the, the earlier games were so nice. I, I liked picking all those earlier games. Uh, I'll take the Steelers minus three until, I fig- until we see the real Joe Burrow. But I do like the fact that you brought up Tyler Boyd, nine targets in week three. And it's like, it, and it's like everyone forgot that this guy has a hundred plus targets in four straight years.
0: Right. It's amazing. It's four amazing how years. people forget about him. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So, all right. So those are the early games right there. Those are our picks. I think we're pretty, pretty on, on the par with, uh, with each other on a lot of these uh, as well. We'll do the, uh, we'll do the late games. We'll do the Sunday night game. We'll do the Monday night game right on the other side of this commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, James, late games it is. Let's kick it off here. New York Jets, uh, getting 10 and a half on the road to Denver. Um, If I told you, James, that the Denver Broncos win and cover uh, somewhere in the neighborhood, I believe it's like 85% of the time or 86% of the time. for their first home game of the season uh, that they win and cover. It's amazing, right? Like teams, teams struggle to play in like the altitude. It's just, it's one of those things, you know, it's like, they're just, they're, they're not used to it. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, this obviously is probably the biggest point spread that the Broncos have ever been favored in like the last 20 years of this, uh, of this first home game. But, Um, I'm going to let the trend be my friend. And I'm going to say, give me the Broncos, lay the 10, 10 and a half points. Uh, You know, Vic Fangio's defense against Zach Wilson. uh, Sorry. It's just, Jets just don't have the personnel, man. They just don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, and who knew Teddy Bridgewater was the second coming of John Elway out there in Denver as well, you know, 300 plus yards in in each game. (laughs) Um, who we were all talking about Aaron Rodgers going there. <laughs> little did little did we know. Aaron Rodgers was already there. Um yeah, I'm gonna take the 10 and a half Denver <laughs> as well. I, with the way this offense is clicking, even without Jerry Judy, the offense looked really good. Two run two head running attack that looked sharp um last week as well. Uh, I think Denver can put up some points on this Jets defense, and I just don't feel the same way. Uh, we just saw what Zach Wilson looked like against a good defense in New England. Um, you know, you hate to see it, Bob. So I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Denver uh, minus 10 at home or minus 10 and a half at home. Sorry. Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really kind of turning into a fantasy alarm monster. It is, it? it
1: really is. It really is.
0: All right, Miami sans to a Tonga who's got apparently fractured ribs. Uh, visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. It's amazing that, I, you know, I mean, I think the line might have started off at like five. I don't know. I mean, but it really hasn't moved very much. We know two is out. I have zero confidence in Jacoby Brissett, but I'm really kind of like freaked out as to why this line hasn't moved uh, at all. And then, of course, you know, it's the Kenyon Drake revenge game
1: narrative too. So, Uh, You get to pick first here. Yeah, Kenyon Drake revenge game narrative, and Miami's been a bottom ten rush defense. Uh, And I know John Gruden is just right now he has a a a poster of Peyton Barber on his above his bed. Uh, (laughs) But um, are the Raiders? I guess are the Raiders for real? They've looked really good in two games. Derek Carr has looked really good. Kind of like that MVP ish season, you know, before the injury a few years ago um, where he was definitely in contention for that. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders at home uh, just because what you mentioned, there's no to it. Not that, you know, Tua was lighting it up, but uh, I just don't feel like Jacoby Brissett can Brissett can deliver the ball to these weapons that they have um, effectively enough. So I'm going to take the Raiders at home.
0: Yeah. All right. I am. uh, I'm with you on that one there right now. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll see, but yeah, I gotta I gotta lean Las Vegas in this one here. I just I can't, you know, not 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 percent, not percent, Uh, Tampa Bay traveling to L.A. This is a big one here, right? SoFi Stadium looks phenomenal, right? <laughs> yeah. Looks insane. Yeah. I can't wait to to eventually go to a game there. You know, when things chill out. But you know, here you go. The Bucks taking on the Rams. Uh, when this when this game first opened, uh, the Rams were actually the favorite. I wish, I wish, I bet the game as soon as it came out because I think it was it was like uh, Bucks were getting to, I mm. think, and now it's like now it's it's reversed all the way around. So Bucks are laying uh, one and a half uh, in this. I mean, you know, point and a half to me is a, I mean, it's it's a pickup. if a, you're going to take the Rams. It's because you think the Rams are going to win this game outright anyway. Not not that they're gonna keep it close so um if i gotta I gotta pick first here I, I just I gotta go with the bucks I got you know I just i I have to uh I don't even know if antonio brown is is gonna be cleared to play or not. I think that's irrelevant in the grand scheme of things um I'm gonna go with the uh with the defense of the bucks against Stafford and company as opposed to the defense of the Rams beating up on Brady and company so give me the bucks minus point half.
1: Yeah, and I think the Rams could actually be in trouble if um, Daryl Henderson doesn't play as well. Uh, the Bucks' defense last year was beaten. If they were beaten at all, the their the running backs caught a lot of passes against them, and that's due to how good of coverage you know they played and all the dump downs. If Sony Michelle is the one catching passes out of the backfield with Jake Funk, um, I mean Stafford's going to have a long day trying to dump the ball down and and not having reliable targets there. Uh, I'm going to take the bucks and I would, I honestly, Howard, if I were to, you know, bet the, you know, bet the total, I'd take the under here, under 55 um, because I think the bucks defense could really present problems for this Rams um, offense. And we've seen the Rams defense be pretty good at times as well. So I'm going to take the bucks and I would actually lean the under. Uh, just as a little bonus
0: pick there as well. I like it. I like it. All right. Seahawks traveling to Minnesota. Uh, they are. Well, they're favored by a, a point and a half here as well. You know, this is this is kind of an interesting matchup here because, you know, listen, I, how do you not love Russell Wilson and Chris right. Carson and Metcalf and Lockett and everything that they bring to the table? It's a super crappy defense, like mm-hmm. really crappy. But then Minnesota, you've got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, you know Cousins is no Russell Wilson, but you know I mean he still has the weaponry there. There's a, yeah. a, a really good familiarity. And Seahawks defense blows, so it's like both defenses suck. I like the over in this uh, in this one, mm-hmm. even though it's 55. Um, I think I, I mean I guess I have to say that it to me. It comes down to uh, who's the better quarterback or the less shitty defense, I guess <laughs> you can turn around and say. So I'll just I'll side with Russell Wilson and lay the point the point and a half here, but uh, not supremely. I'm more, much more confident in the
1: over. I'm actually we're going to disagree here and I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Vikings at home. Um, you know, they should be one and one. I mean, they set themselves up against the Cardinals to win in the field goal, the field goal, a chip, they miss a chip shot field goal to, to lose. Um, Also the Cardinals, by the way, we mentioned the trap that was that game, you know, one point, one point lucky win for those two and O, two and O Cardinals. Um, But, you know, Minnesota has been in two very tight games, three point loss, one point loss, um, both on the road. So this is their first home game of the year. Um, I'm with you on the over, but I'm also, but I'm going to split the difference and take the Vikings plus one and a half.
0: All right. Nice. Moving to the Sunday night game. Green Bay traveling to San Francisco. Niners are favored by three. Um, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I guess, is it your turn to pick first or is it my turn to pick first?
1: Um, if, I think it's my turn. Because I but... hate this. I
0: like. I hate having to pick this game here. I mean, listen, every time Green Bay travels to San Francisco, they get annihilated. Yep. Annihilated. Packers defense looks weak. But what are the 49ers have right now? I mean, is it going to be, is, is is it going to be Trey Sermon all of a sudden? Like it's going to be over his concussion. He's going to get more carries than, uh, than, than Elijah Mitchell. Everybody's, you know, million dollar man and waivers. Um, if if you, is it your turn? If it's your turn to pick first, I'll let you pick first.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you and I don't think, um, I'm actually going to take the points with Green Bay on the road. Um, I think there's a lot. I, I think the Niners are a good team, but I don't think they're um, as good of a team as people are making them out to be. And I think there's a lot of issues on their offense. I mean, we don't know what's going on at running back. Jimmy Garoppolo is as mediocre as it gets. Um, Brandon Ayuk is, for whatever reason not playing at all. Um, And George Kittle has looked like the worst form of himself as well. I I think there's a lot of answers on that offense. I think Green Bay just simply outscores them here, whether the defense is bad or not. uh, I I think they win this game by a touchdown. So give me the points, um, Green Bay. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll be rolling in the dough on this pick. Oh, Green Bay on the road. Everyone's picking the 49ers.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I hate being on the side of the same side as the public. I really did. I really hate being on the same side of the public. It it sucks. You know, last last week in the uh, in the Westgate Super Contest, the five most picked teams. Right. All lost. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs didn't cover. Um, You know what? I've got it somewhere. But you know, it, it literally the top five. So, you know, in the Westgate Super Contest, when Craig Mish and I make our picks, like we think about that. We're like, well, where, where's the public going to be on this one right. here? Because we just we go against that completely. And so to see the top five picks, you know, the top five picks. Yeah, you know what? We were on the right side of two of them. Three of them, we didn't bet at all. And two of them, you know, we won because we had the the Vikings uh, w- with the points, and we had the Titans with the points against yep. Seattle last week. Yep. So, yeah, public is uh, is definitely wrong. So I'm is, in, in honor of that, I'm going to side with you and take the Packers here. Say the 49ers just don't have an identity right now, and they still haven't figured it out. So I like where your head's at here. Monday night football, baby. Dallas Cowboys in Big D. They're laying three and a half points. This has gone down. It was actually four uh, for, for a while here, but some money's obviously coming in on the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to be very happy if it just stays with the three and a half. I do not want it to go down to three. I think that turns into a push. Uh, so it's a, it, to me, it's a bet now. As long as Eagles are getting three and a half or more, that's where I want to be. For some reason, Dallas covering at home, uh, you know, in big primetime spots, they don't they don't cover the spread.
1: Is this year different? I guess. Is this year different? They look they look pretty good. I want to take Dallas.
0: So take at them. home. You could take them and be wrong. It's OK. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Also, my DraftKings Sportsbook app has uh, the Green Bay and 49ers logos next to them. So it's throwing me off for a- <laughs> for a few. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dallas at home um laying three and a half. I don't I don't I feel better about under 52 and a half than I do the three and a half. Um but I'm gonna take Dallas uh, their defense hasn't hasn't been bad. I mean they looked pretty good against the Chargers. So um I'm gonna take Dallas at home minus three and a half. All right,
0: so we're uh, we're on the split on that one there as well. Um, Good stuff all around. You guys have uh, my picks. You've got James's picks. You've got Adam Ronis's picks from yesterday's episode. Uh, Again, check out the best bets and uh, prop bets over at wageralarm.com. I'll be writing those articles up. You'll also be able to catch me on the Friday night live stream uh, with Craig Mesh. Uh, James, thank you so much for filling in tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Obviously, uh, we'll be doing this again many times in the future.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me and, uh, go giants. Oh, come on. Really? That's how you want to, that's how you want to be. You want to leave it. Uh, I mean, I, la- I That's why I immediately laughed afterwards. I just <laughs> I had to laugh at myself. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Right. I mean, at least you're like, go giants. You were like, go big blue.
1: Well, I, I've done that too, but not
0: publicly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You're a face painter at the games. We know it. We know it.
1: More more belly, it's more like stomach paint than often. Oh. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right.
0: See, that's the image we're gonna leave you with there here. So uh again, big thanks to James Grande. Give him a follow on Twitter at the underscore real underscore grande. You don't wanna Miss a, a word of this uh, this clever, funny little guy here. The body paint, gross. But that's gonna do it for us here on Anti Up for James Grande. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.